Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right, Jimmy Palumbo here, hosting the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Again, haven't done it in a while, just mentioning Jimmy Palumbo as much as you can at the top of the show. And, of course, this is show number 70. Now, as you well know, and if you can go on Wikipedia, you can find this out, I am known for having multiple people behind the glass. Uh, and this day, a last-minute scratch Chris Gucci with a last-minute scratch. Of course, it's totally legitimate because why? He got a phone call over his mother. His mother said, come home right now. I need you for something, and that'll do it here from the Omni. <laughs> Chris will go. And, of course, if my mother calls right now and says, Jimmy, you got to come home, this show will end abruptly. That's how it works. But stepping in for Chris Gucci, of course, the one and only Dave Sturchio. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Jimmy? Well, uh, it's been a while since I've been on this shindig. I think the last one I did, I'm trying to think. Trying to think of the numbers. Yeah, the numbers. I'm just trying to think of the numbers. It might have been 66 because I did Kevin Gogan. So now we're on 70. So maybe about a month ago. About a month ago. This is show number 70. Can you believe that? No, I can't actually. I'm surprised you haven't quit twice yet. Oh, it's unbelievable. (laughs) You never know. Who knows how long I keep doing this? Um, But show number 70. All right, as you well know, we do the number thing. Um, And I got to go. I I have two guys. I've been splitting them up lately because we're in the 70s now. And I I will tell you that. The show will end with show, I mean, the show will go on, but the numbered bit will end with show number 99, and I'm not going to use a judge, so we'll see how that, or maybe I will by then, but uh, let's see, wait a minute, that'll be, that'll be 30 weeks from now, oh, we'll be well past, you know, uh, after his calves blow out from playing center field, that's another story, but, um, so show number 70, I'm going to go with a guy, now, People that are older than me are totally going to get this guy. He, he's a, really a legend, and I don't think he's talked about nearly enough, maybe because he played too long ago. Number 70 for the football giants, Sam Huff. Now, Sam Huff was a linebacker in the 50s from 56 to 63. And, of course, pre-Super Bowl, where the Giants were in the finals all the time, and they were an awesome team. Of course, you know, since the Super Bowl, it's all Cowboys and Packers and everything else. But, like, the Giants are really a major part of the NFL uh, you know, sadly, a thousand years ago, and one of the first teams. But um, what I started reading on this guy, it's, it's crazy to me. A lot of people feel he, first of all, he was on the cover of Time magazine in, uh, I think it was 62, I don't know the year, but somewhere in between 56 and 63. Years ago. And like football, <laughs> years ago, football players were not, uh, um, they, they weren't on the cover of Time. And more uniquely, defensive players were not popular. As a matter of fact, like, I read some stuff that, like, people didn't even know who the defensive players were. It was all about the offensive players. And Sam Huff was the first, like, defensive star, certainly in New York, and probably there was other guys, but he, you know, 56, he started. That's a long time ago. Where people started the, 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 the cheer of defense, defense. That started at Yankee Stadium with the Giants. So that, that right there, and they did it because of Sam Huff. But even more remarkable, he got to a contract dispute and if this happened now, it would be like, uh, it'd be like going from the Giants to the Cowboys, really. He left to go play for the Redskins. Like, in the middle, he was still, like, in his prime. Giants offered him, like, 19 grand. And the uh, the Redskins offered him, like, 32 grand plus $5,000 extra in scouting. So, like, you imagine going up to your best player, like, hey, LeBron, listen, we're going to give you $30 million a year, but... You got to go down and check out the Maverick game on uh, <laughs> like, scouting. Whether that was just a now way to hide call, money. Now they just call it a signing bonus. That's right. <laughs> scouting. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, you know, to me, also another amazing thing is, and this has probably happened a bunch now, but he, um, 
After he got in the NFL, he took a job with Marriott Hotels. And you know what his job was? For all the away games in the NFL, he booked the rooms for all the teams. So, like, think about that gig. Like, the teams travel. They have to stay at a hotel. So, like, every mm-hmm. NFL team at the time was staying at a Marriott hotel. That, that must have been a lucrative job. Like, I hey, just call Sam. Just call Sam Huff. He'll book yeah. your room over there. So that was cool. The other thing I learned about Sam Huff was that he's in the high school Hall of Fame, the college Hall of Fame, and the NFL Hall of Fame. Now, I'm not sure, and he might even be going into like a broadcasting Hall of Fame. I'll talk about that in a second. But I, I'm sure there's plenty of guys who are high school, college, and pro now. But that's, that's letting you know that like when you're in those three Hall of Fames, that means like you never really sucked. You know what I mean? It's like since yeah. you're since you're 15 years old to like 35 years old, you were playing very high level at your sport. You know, I, I would assume it's more common now, but back then probably not as common. So yeah, that's right. something to definitely and, hold your hat on. I'm also guessing that high school Hall of Fame came. They might have done. I don't know if that was an award back then. I, I, I didn't research high school Hall of Fame. Maybe I'll do that <laughs> for next week's show. But I'm sure they came later on. They realized, hey, you know, he had 1,700 tackles in three years. I, you know, J- Johnny Jerkoff High over there. You know. <laughs> well, so, welcome to Sam Huff Stadium here. And yeah. <laughs> so they probably Huff, did that. He went to West Virginia. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so Sam Huff, big star. He ended up doing radio broadcasts for um, – uh, for the Redskins for a hundred years, did that for a very long time. Also did a lot of college games. On uh, when remember in the old days when it was ESPN nine and Sports Channel and all those mm-hmm, bullshit mm-hmm. things. He did a lot of stuff there, and um, so uh, blah blah blah. He passed away uh, at you know ripe old age and blah blah blah. So that's it, Sam Huff number seventy. But my second guy got to mention him only for one play really, uh, and I wish I, I I love players like this. Big Leonard Marshall on the New York Giants. He was just a big load on the defensive line. He was one of those guys like he just with a big push forward. He had LT over there, you know, so he he knew all I got to do is push push the line back four inches and LT will get through. And he's famous for a huge, massive hit on uh, uh, Joe Montana in the uh, '91 playoffs. Um, that caused a fumble, and they, it not it didn't end Montana's career, but like they say, he was never the same after that. And he was has that the Bavaro like, game? No, that was the one where they fumbled uh, with uh, three and a half minutes to go. Okay. LT recovered the fumble, and uh, what's his name kicked the field goal. Um, but um, and then they played Buffalo in the Super Bowl that year, uh, which is unbelievable. Like uh, what's his name beat. Uh, when you whenever uh, whenever you beat when, uh, Kelly and Montana in two games in a row, like and you bad. forget how good the Bills were. But well, let's be honest. Uh, Scott Norwood won yeah, it for the Giants. Yeah, so yeah, let's, let's be honest. Hey, you know what? No good. Kick is no good. Uh, there, there used to be a, an auto parts store in Island called Norwood Auto Parts, and every time I drove by, I would call Artie and say, like, all the parts there always just they just swerve, no swerve to the right. Like <laughs> when you put the you put the windshield wipers on, the, only the, the right one works shitty, you know. So we laugh over that. But also, he's also known. He was a very good player. He uh, went to two Super Bowls. Blah blah blah. But he's also known as a guy who ran into some CTE problems, hmm. and he was a big outspoken, not outspoken, he was like, hey, I, I think I have it, my memory screwed up, and he's been tested. He lives in Paramus up here in Bergen County. Um, but he's not in the Giants' ring of honor, and there's some Giants, again, this market, I, the Yankees have even blown it now with their number retiring, but like, I think Leonard Marshall deserves to be in there. The Giants have some guys in there, I'm like, come on, really? Um, to me, I would just have number 56 and Sam Huff, and that's it, call it a day. But they had these guys, so that's it. Leonard Marshall, 
Uh, big big part of the 80s Giants, and they won and all that. So who do you got over there? Well, uh, staying in football, of course, uh, we can go to my beloved Dallas Cowboys. Um, a guy that played way before my time, but I just know of him because of all the stories my dad has told me. And obviously I, I do a podcast or I used to do a podcast, still kind of loosely do the podcast with older Cowboy fans. So they kind of caught me up to speed. But Rayfield Wright. OK, he's a Hall of Famer. OK, he's, he's no slouch. That's for sure. Played right. with the Cowboys uh, from 1967 to 1979. And then okay. just much like much like Huff, you know, for for a guy to jump from the, the Giants to the Redskins, um, Rayfield Wright actually retired as an Eagle. Uh, he only played there one year in 1980. Yeah. Um, but I guess it counts. Super two, two time Super Bowl champion, um, three time first team all pro. Six-time Pro Bowler, 1970s All-Decade team. So this guy, now what position? Offensive line, offensive, offensive tackle. Okay. So, which I, actually- I remember him. I remember him because I, I was a young kid back then, and the Cowboys, mm-hmm. of course, in that stallback Danny White era. Yeah. Um, were were awesome. Um, so I, I kind of remember his name. I didn't realize how he played that long though, which is cool. And yeah. he, in 1980 Eagles, he might have been on the Super Bowl with them, right? Um, Is it possible, or was he like he didn't really play that year? It's possible. I don't know. I, I really look at the stats. Big boy, though, 6'6", 270. He was a massive wow. guy. You know what's funny, though? You just mentioned it before. Uh, Rayfield Wright being on the offensive line is number 70. You mentioned Leonard Marshall, number 70 on the defensive line. I feel like that's a little out of character of the old school. You know, right. I know now you, now you could be any number you want, which is garbage. Right. But, like, like back then, the D tackles were all in the 90s. So it's, like, kind of weird right. to me that the – D tackle was in the 70s. Well, they, yeah, the, the numbers back then, I think there were certain rules you had to adhere to. Yeah. Um, now I can't stand it in college. Everybody, everybody wears number That's three. Horrible. It's awful. You're watching a game. Where the hell is this guy? You know. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys corners are now number one, number two, and number three. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's great. And now if you, if you get sunk, you got to pay a guy for his uniform number. It's all nonsense. All right, so I, Jimmy Palumbo show here, show number 70. Rayfield Wright, Sam Huff, and Leonard Marshall getting involved here. Three very good, after, after about a month of horrific players. <laughs> uh, not a month, but guys who weren't all that good. So please, everybody, go on Patreon.com and check out the Jimmy Palumbo show and check it out there. Show your support and love. I need it. It'll be great. Uh, we're building, uh, building slowly but steady an audience here at Shea. Also, go on YouTube and subscribe to all that stuff and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. I see, uh, and- I see you're really picking up steam on TikTok. I, saw, I did see the one video I did get a really big kick out of is when you went down to the shore house and right. showed everybody right. your closet. Well, <laughs> so listen, that was pretty I, cool. I walked in. The kids were sitting there. My daughter was doing the camera. And I was like, this, I was in the shore house for three years. I, lived, I didn't live in the closet for three years. One year I did, but uh, maybe a year and a half. Everybody started using the closet. It was like a private room. It had a lock on it. It was beautiful. Right next to Leggett's. It was like, and you yeah. said the air conditioning seeped under yeah, the, the door, so you were good came to go. Underneath. I had a little <laughs> alarm clock in there. I had a lamp. It was like people wow. were like, this is adorable. Luxury, luxury. And, you know, rumor has it that, you know, oh, you can't bring anybody back into that little closet. But they forgot about the wily old veteran. <laughs> I was like nasty Nestor Cortez throwing junk here. I was a combination of Cortez and David Cohn in his last year throwing junk. But, you know, you get a couple of ground ball outs, you, know, yeah, you can make it work. 27 you know, up, 27 down. <laughs> you uh, but, yeah, that was fun. But, it was, you know, what? But listen, I know, and, and, and you know, all. I mean, we're, we're, you're learning and I'm learning too, you know, this whole social media thing. Like, I think it got like 15,000 views or whatever. Yeah. And you think like, oh, wow, that's going to like, and like, then you realize that some videos get like 11 million views. And then, <laughs> but you know what? I guarantee you, you get 11 million views on TikTok 
and four downloads extra that week out of your podcast. It's like Listen, it doesn't really necessarily relate, you know? It doesn't translate, but it's still, sometimes still it cool. does. It, it gets still your cool. name out there. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, for sure. You got to really get, uh, um, I'll, be, I'll be changing up some things with uh, in, in the upcoming weeks, which I'll talk about at a later time, and hopefully we'll get more stuff going on. So now it's time to talk about my weight <laughs> scenario. <laughs> okay. Now, it's no longer a situation now, going, it's a scenario. Well, it goes to scenario. I, I used to say weight loss. I, I kind of tease the audience. Now, um, I had some rough weeks, not going to lie. Uh, but I, 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 once again, our favorite sponsor of Chop Sports and the Jimmy Palumbo Show is Absolute Eyewear. Getting involved here, sponsoring the Jimmy Palumbo Weight Loss Scenario segment. Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937 or... 732-326-EYES. That's right. I like saying that because no one does that anymore, but still, it's owned by Craig and Johnine Michaud, family-owned, brother and sister. They are the best opticians you can go to. Craig is my right center fielder on my softball team. They're full service. They got prescription eyewear, sunglasses, non-sun, non-prescription sunglasses. They got glasses for the kids here at Shea. They got, they got they, everything's done on premise. They got an eye doctor there. You make an appointment. You get your eyes checked. I know damn well that you and Chris can't see a damn thing, and we're definitely going to do a live show from Absolute mm-hmm. Eyewear, and we're just going to videotape on TikTok, you guys getting your eyes checked. There you, you of course, are a little bit better. Chris is just a bat, so <laughs> he just, <laughs> that's why, we, I, he, Chris can't do the show, he's out eating insects, waiting for the evening <laughs> to fall, so, like, I'm going to walk in one day, and Chris is going to be hanging upside from down. the ceiling, upside yeah. down, I'm like, Chris, mm-hmm. you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm just hanging out, I'll wake up in a second. <laughs> He can't see a thing. I got to get him over there. I know. And of course they have, ladies and gentlemen, the following sunglasses are available at Absolute Eyewear. Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, which is Dave's favorite. Yes, it is. Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar, and recently Oakley. Now, I still say, even though Oakley's a company, I just think they sell old Charles Oakley sunglasses, which I, I would, if I ever meet Charles Oakley again, I met him doing Artie Lang's podcast. Oh, hey, Charles, do you have a couple of extra sunglasses? And I'm going to put them in a little cabinet and put them on the wall there. Just like, we what sell. Kind of, what kind Charles, of those? Oakley's. Oakley's. They're Oakley's. What do you mean? They're Charles Oakley sunglasses. Like, they're dirty. I'll leave like the fingerprints on them. Anyway, go check it out. You get $100 off a complete pair. When you mention this show... They're open five days a week. They're closed on Wednesday. Why, Dave? Well, because uh, Wednesdays y'all play softball. And yes, then, uh, and Sunday is because? The New York football Giants the are playing. soccer finals that are on, on ESPN <laughs> 9. Um, Sunday is football day. That's it. Go check them out. They got everything there. Craig and Johnny and good people. Long time. We can actually I, say long time sponsors of Chuck. I finally, I finally met Craig um, at, uh, over at the barbecue. What a stud muffin, man. He's he a stud. Was, yeah, he's what a bomb. guy. Craig was Craig was the guy, like I would play next to him. I, I could talk about Craig for hours on a softball field because he was young when he first got to the team. He was young, working out. He was a monster, you know. But like he would hit the ball hard when he made contact. But mm-hmm. he would he's the all time leading strikeout Corona player by far. There's not even it's, it's Reggie esque. It, it, that record will never. Oh. He struck out looking, swinging. He struck out every way possible. Foul ball. And I'm not talking about foul. He's definitely fouled out a bunch, but we've all done that. I'm mm-hmm. talking about pure, like, you know, 0-2 count. The guy wow. skies one in the air. But, like, you know how sometimes the ball hits the corner of the plate? 
You know what I'm saying? No, no. Craig's the ball would land dead center of the plate. So it wasn't like <laughs> so, oh, I didn't think it was going to go. Like, so what he's you... uh, he's. Would you say that he was the Joey Gallo of your softball team? Oh, no question. <laughs> he definitely was Gallo. Only thing is, he hit. He he would hit some bombs and he was fast at the time because we were we were we were getting older. By the time by the time he finally got a little slower, we were we were like uh, snails on the base path. Um, <laughs> But he also was rumored to hit midway up the pole at Warren Park too. In the oh wow, back. that's a and I wasn't there, shot. and I, I've been denying it. I said, but my cousin Joey said, Jimmy, I was there. Hit the, if you see how far it is, he must have just got one. He was in shape, and he used to come down. You know, the, the ball breaking. He, he loved my mother and father, and it was a lot of fun. And then uh, Johnine started coming to the games, and the rest is history. He played a long time, so yes, Craig, go check him out. And if you talk about softball, of course, he's still playing softball. But I was not asked. I'm the, I'm the Brett Gardner this year. I, just, I, I was simply, you. after I, years of service, I just wasn't asked to play. Clubhouse guy, man. You're a clubhouse oh, guy. It's <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about softball in a second. But anyway, so listen, now it's about my weight. Now, the rule is, and maybe you don't know, those of you scoring at home, we said we didn't want to make a segment, a full segment out of this anymore, except we're going to announce it every week. And we have fun with Absolute Eyewear. Uh, but the, the Chris came rule: if you go over two hundred, the segment's over, like forever. <laughs> really? Over two hundred. And I've been hovering the last couple of weeks at one ninety nine. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Dancing yeah. the danger, checking the, checking the batteries on my scale, make sure they're like you know. So, <laughs> but you know what? I had a decent week. I, I had two bad days. I was hanging out with my daughter, and I cooked for her. We had these nice big meals, and I made roasted potatoes with chicken, and I had like two meals like that. I said, "Ooh, hope that might that might cause problem." <laughs> But um, last week I was 199, and I came in this week at 197.9, and I ate a little bit before in the morning. So that's a legitimate 197.9. Normally I weigh myself in the morning, just hoping the 10 hours I'm not eating anything and peeing that I can you know lose some weight there. <laughs> but I came in at 197.9, feeling good. I think I'm back on the track, um, and uh, you know I'm hopefully so. That's it, 197.9, and I'm going to announce in about a month. Maybe less, maybe two or three weeks. Uh, opening day, Rutgers Boston College on Labor Day weekend. Uh, they're playing at BC, big game. I'm going to announce a certain weight I got to be at, so I have a little bit of a goal. Uh, okay, but I, I can't make it. I'm not going to make it crazy. Last time I waited too long, fat bastard. Are you? Are you just? Are you just dieting? Or are you actually I'm doing just, some workout? I'm. Um, I, I'm going to the gym a little bit, playing a lot of pickleball. Uh, actually, with some jogging involved, which. I got to be honest with you, though, and I feel like such an old man. Whenever I can walk a long way, and I walk a pretty brisk pace. Um, the problem is when I start jogging, like, I don't know, my knees hurt. My back, oh, maybe I got to get used to it. I just, but I can play pickleball at an intense level. Shout out to my buddy Dave DeLisi, who thinks he's the best pickleball in the world, but he doesn't know once I get out of court. You know, <laughs> liaison. Game I'm on. aging Palumbo here, but I have fun. Pickleball is another story. Uh, so 197.9, that's it. Sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. So I lost, uh, what, a pound, 1.1 1. 1. 1. pounds. I'll take it. That's a win for me. All right. All right, we'll talk briefly here. Uh, Yankees. Um, I guess I'm only going to talk about the Look, the Yankees have only lost seven games all year, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and they're playing good ball. They're up by 14 games. But the Yankee-Boston series was just one of those. Se- you know, I, there was something about the, the way the Yankees won the first two. It, it, I, I was like, why did there's something about playing at Fenway. It's I feel like, I kind of feel like, why do the the Red Sox to me and Fenway are the eternal backup quarterback? Because everybody just loves them. The the, the crowd looks cooler. 
They they stay for the whole game. They're down 11-1 on the ninth. There's still 20,000, 30,000 people there. Yeah, no way for Sweet Caroline. <laughs> yeah, right? The... Uh, it, it, it's intense. The, the Red Sox got beards. Everybody looks, they look like they didn't shower, like they were just scruffing in the dirt. And the Yankees look like the starting quarterback, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, this, and, and, and he stinks. Um, but meanwhile, we're playing great, but there's just something. I think the Yankees look soft. I don't know what it is. Um, it just, I just can't stand the Red Sox because I think, I want the Yankees to be more, like, a, we don't have a guy like Verdugo. Verdugo's not all that good, but he gets up, you're like, He's totally getting a base hit. Like when he gets up, I think like I think he's batting seven ninety four. I really do because when he gets up, he looks like he's going to get a hit every time. I don't understand. And they pitch to endeavors who, again, nothing against Judge or or Lindor. Like what happens when Devers wants to sign a new deal? How does that work? It's coming up. It's coming up. Well, he he's just going to say, "Give me part owner." What is he going to ask all for? All the money. All the he's, money. I know batting average doesn't count, but when you're batting 335, okay, hitting bombs nice. and you're good, he's young. Oh dear God, great player! If, if the Yankees, if the Yankees could get him, I would get rid of so many. I'd get rid of 11 guys to put him at third. <laughs> but uh, I just got to know. Then Sunday's game, uh, you know, another another guy who's overpaid to me right now is DJ Lemayu. We we didn't pay all that money for a 250 hitter. Sorry, and he made he's so good in the field, and I like his game. I really do. He plays all over the place. But you can't call call off two balls. And I know this is dated now because it's already Tuesday and stuff. But, like, he's calling off people, going back, spinning around. Like, you don't call off. The judge could have caught the one, and Hicks could have caught the one. Now, Hicks can't. You can't call a guy off once he says, mine, 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 and sticks his hand out. That's not how baseball works. I don't know. That that was a mess. And then everybody was getting – and then Chapman comes in the game. And, and he, he – I don't think Chapman – if I was booing, I'd be listen, listen, Chapman – you're not really going to pitch unless it's like at Detroit or up eight to one, down eight to one. Uh, you know, I need someone to come in for four innings. We're already down by ten. Like he doesn't have it anymore. He can't throw strikes, and they're just waiting. He stinks. But even though he got, you know, he would have really gave up a run if Lemayu backed him up. But there's something lousy about Chapman, and also Holmes. What did I say earlier? You don't judge this guy until he gets a big out in Fenway and base it. I mean, like, so we don't know about that, even though. Holmes has been awesome. I just get disgusted. And, you know, Red Sox, all their great – what if the Red Sox starters, when they come back, if their starters are as good as they used to be before the injuries, they'll definitely be four games out with, like, eight to play. I, uh, I mean, but with, I don't know if their pitchers are going to do that. Well, tonight, as a matter of fact, as you record this on a Tuesday, it is Chris Sale's first start of the year, so he's back. Um, the Red Sox got real – pesty again like it's just it's weird for ah. me like it's the same thing i feel like a, a nasty gut-wrenching feeling when you lose to boston it just sucks like you it just never want to it just and the way like, they did it there was comebacks we kept yeah on getting the and you know what they came back the, the worst part was i believe it was a saturday night game it was on yeah Fox. that was that was brutal that was a brutal one but like the announcers are treating it like it was game seven of the uh, goddamn world jumping series. up around you're yeah four, it was like, 14 games out yeah let's stick. all calm down like the al east is just impressive even baltimore's won eight in a row you know what i mean it's no, like, i know it's it's, eight, it's uh, the the al east is all of a sudden like a reputable division all the teams are above 500 except for i think baltimore might be a game or two under but like but they're playing better ball playing which, better by the way ball. baltimore has uh, like 111 first round draft picks in their system. Eventually, right. you can't be. One's I know you hit. can't. You can't keep them because of the way baseball is. But you still get five years. So when you get all these top draft picks for ten years, eventually one guy and next yeah. they got a bunch of young guys. And I, 
I don't know. Listen, I'm, I'm, be, I'm being a shitty fan. I know it. Uh, and I got annoyed, too, because Stanton hasn't been hitting, and that annoys my soul. <laughs> and then he's sitting you're... out games. A judge sat out the first game. A big first game against the Red Sox. You can't sit. I don't understand that either. Um, but Stanton, the strike calls on Stanton on Sunday. Yeah, they were bad. Very bad. And you That's... know what I'm annoyed at? I, I gotta, this is, I'm speaking to Judge and Stanton here personally. Okay. For a couple of years there, it's really cool. You did the Jeter thing. Bad strike calls. You walk to your bench. And you let Boone, you know, get thrown out of a game. That that's got to end. I think Stanton because he's six fifth, six ten, four forty. He's got to stand and look at the umpire and say, he's got to tell Boone, listen, I'm going to get thrown out if it's a bad call. He's got to look at the guy and say, that what are you doing? And Judge the same way. As a matter of fact, I would want if Judge isn't playing. On a bad call on Stanton, Judge should run out to the two of them to stand over the umpire and say, enough now. They make bad calls. Judges, the calls on Judge, I mean, he's not five foot five. He's a big man. Call it fair. And, are you and the, are you are you in the in the world of, of wanting like robotics balls and strikes at this point? Or you know, there's part of me. Coming. I, I, it's listen, coming. I, we're gonna get to it. I'm gonna talk about Wimbledon in a second. It's all done by the uh, the computer, and it, the players seem to like that, and they can challenge certain things and blah blah yeah. blah. I'm leaning towards it because the umpires look they get cocky. You know, you, anyway, you could pay a guy fifteen dollars an hour, sit back there. If it beeps, it's a strike. No beep, it's a ball. It'd be great. I'd be a great um, ha. Huh? So, <laughs> yeah. you know. So anyway, <laughs> if you don't hear me say anything, you know, right. and then you can make comments like, "Ooh, that was close. I didn't hear no beep, bro. No Leslie, beep." Like Leslie Nielsen and Naked Gun just start dancing yeah. back there. Yeah. Enrico so Palazzo. anyway, but that, that annoyed me. But the Yankees hopefully will bounce back. Um, you know, they got the Reds. Uh, they got the Reds tonight. <laughs> so I know. Better. Which you know, you, like you know what? I I, should, you know, I might go on Fanduel and put a bet. Yankees are going to lose tonight. Don't you get that feeling? <laughs> the yeah, letdown coming back. Yeah. I do. If, I do if this game feeling. was Monday, if it was like no rest in between, I would say the Yankees are going to lose. But maybe the day in between, I get this stuff together. I also do a little bit here. What did Rizzo do? Uh, and Rizzo pretty much only played two games since we last did a podcast, and he was three for nine, and he's still batting two twenty six. And the most overpaid ball player in the nation, in my opinion, is Lindor. He's still batting like 245, but everybody loves him. He's the greatest thing ever. And he's Bucky Dent batted higher, so I don't understand any of that. My next thing, I'm ranting now. I'm aggravated. You got me fired up. When did, and you got to help because you're younger than me. Maybe you can mm-hmm. put this in historical perspective for me, okay? I'm older than you. When did all of a sudden... NBA Summer League become like the the Olympics, okay? <laughs> I didn't hear I, – I, I wish my brother was on the line right now. This Summer League thing, it's on live. People watching it. First of all, how many players – to me, it should be called the Bad Teams League. Because, like, when you're really – like, Golden State, what, what are they doing in the summer? Nobody cares about them. Like, they're good. No. But no. the Knicks, you watch these guys who stink or they stunk <laughs> last year, and they're going to stink again. The NBA, if you're not good – how many players – I mean, I know there's a few who did well in the, in the D League and the Summer League and they come in, but like most of the players, when you stink in the beginning, you, gotta, you stink uh, the rest of the way. The it's not Nick- like you're an offensive line and you learn how to get better. In the NBA, when you stink early, you have a 95% chance of stinking the next two or three years and you're not, no longer in the league. You agree with that? All of a sudden, it's like must-see television and like the NBA ended. So like in my mind, I'm like, all right, cool. Season's over. I'll see you guys in the fall. You know what I mean? Right. All of a it's sudden, like the too summer much. League- and all of a sudden, the, the Knicks play a good game the other night, and like, the Knicks social media team was like, we've signed Jericho Sims to a contract. <laughs> what is that? He's, there's another bit. You know what it is, too? 
I, I, I might have to stop. Stop. I, I know you're a Nick fan and you bleed the same Nick blood that I do. I might have to stop talking about the NBA because as a Nick fan, everything is shitty. Like even when, even when I'm reading about their summer league, the players they're re-signing, I'm like, but yeah. that guy stunk. I, and then listen. someone goes, no, no, he's a good. How about when you hear stuff like, no, he's got a wide reach. Like I'm like no no wingspan, that, wingspan. Like, yeah wingspan yeah, I'm like yeah. what about what, I want a guy who just puts the ball in the basket a lot uh, yeah. how about, about like, his so, score how about you score <laughs> it's like, like you know Curry uh, Steph Curry's got like an alligator arms he scores fifty five points a game like I, that's the guy I want a guy who's not friendly not nice doesn't talk to the media no one likes him he's not on social media everybody hates him and he scores thirty five points a game that's the well, guy we got- I want. We got a guy over you know Kyle the sauce right he, yeah. he's on our network on Chop Sports and he's like. He's like, are you seeing what they're what they're building here? You oh know, my they're going to be great in five years. I'm like, five, who no, has the? Fu- I'll be dead in five years. <laughs> I don't have the time. You know, like I don't get the time to not be good and I, punt the, a season. I, and, like, I, what are I, we I, doing? And the Knicks have been rebuilding now. They three times they said, <laughs> like one year, no one noticed. You know, one year I was the starting power forward on the Knicks at the end of the season. Did you notice that? Palumbo. I scored like six points Another a game. Double, double. <laughs> Rejected by Palumbo on the near side. I'm aging. No, like the Knicks, the, you know what? This should be a great stat. What other Knicks starting lineups the last five games of the la- last five games of the season for the last five years? They're players like, well, who are these guys? Awful. Yeah, I know. And then we wait for the draft. Nobody signs with the Knicks. What is it like? Is there like, is there like, I don't know, what's going on at the guard? It's, it's not it's, Dolan. Dolan it, doesn't get involved. He pays it's big, everybody. Yeah, it's, it's, a big, it's a big part of it. A lot of the guys, yeah, he just seems to be a piece of garbage. Nobody really likes him. But like, for me, it's like when draft day comes and like, well, the Knicks are looking at this guy. And I'm like, and then there's people like, no, but we got quickly. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. I we know, got, it, we got we quickly got nothing. four minutes a game. Like, what are you talking got, about? We, uh, oh, it's makes rough, me, man. It's yeah. I, I, being a Knicks nuts. fan now, the, now listen. I think the Knicks might be a little better next year. You know, maybe. But like, but like, yeah, like yeah. So the, but what's better? Like, we, we, we went from a four seed to missing the playoffs, playoffs, and somehow we're still rebuilding. And I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on, time out. If we were rebuilding, work? how do we go from a four seed? Why weren't we the two seed this year? You know I what I mean? Don't get it? It's because I, nobody I, wants to play with us. I'm just a bitter Knicks fan. I admit I mean, it. I, I just name, can't name, take... a, name a different Knicks fan, though. We're all bitter. Right. Like, it's it's just, just, but we're not even a team. We're not even... like I saw a guy the other day in Walgreens. He was wearing a brand new, fresh Nick hat. And I literally wanted to do a... I said, can we sit and talk, chat for a little bit? Like, you purchased <laughs> that hat? How did you... I just why would bought... You... I got... I got uh, I'm into this... Um, what can I wear during the summer that will hide a beer gut but show my arms, right? So I'm like, okay. oh, perfect. A, a jersey, like a basketball jersey. I'm like, this will work. I just bought two. You know what two I bought? John Starks and Patrick Ewing. That's it. <laughs> That's and you bought. know what? You never need another. Until further notice, I'm you don't good. need a jersey to rest I'm your good. life. Yeah, because That's these it. guys are signing super-duper max deals. They're out of there the next day. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, like, I can't take it. The turnaround it. and the turnover of this is just ridiculous. And, and Thibodeau gets fat. When the Knicks start oh, to lose, he gets heavier on the side. He gains weight during the game. Like I wish the announcer was like, six, what, six <laughs> minutes ago in the first quarter, Thibodeau weighing in at 219. <laughs> Final score, Knicks lose by 17, and Thibodeau is 307. <laughs> <laughs> to end the game, he just looks fat and he's aggravated. He sweats he looks, when he talks. It's uh, just like yeah, it's bad. And he looks. I think he's actually really a Nick fan too. And he's like a fan at the end of the game. I think he wants to look in the camera and go, "We stink. These guys stink." I tell him what to do. They can't he's do the, it. He's the only one now still in the in the league wearing a mask on the sidelines right, because he's like, just, "Nobody look at my face." So I'm, li- under this, uh, I'm saying we're the worst fucking team in awful. the league. <laughs> like, awful. Unbelievable. Speaking of awful, uh, 
getting back to, I watched a little Wimbledon this week. Uh, Djokovic and Kyrgios. I think I'm saying the names right. Probably not. <laughs> this guy Kyrgios. Now, first of all, Djokovic is awesome. He really could actually overtake uh, um, Nadal with the Matt of Grand Slams. He's an awesome player. He's just deadly. He's just great. But this guy Kyrgios, some people like him, some people hate him. I'm still on the fence. But I didn't realize he talks to himself during the match. And he talks to his, his corner, his like coaches and stuff. Like, literally, he, he talks to himself loudly to them. When he misses a serve, he's like, I can't believe I missed that. I can't. It, it, it's the oddest thing. It's, it's the un- Google it. Go online. He talks. Yeah, well. it, it's very, um, and a lot of people don't like him. He, he annoys the other team, and he does underhanded serves. He does wacky stuff. Um, Djokovic, of course, lost the first set, and then he took him to school the rest of the way. But uh, it, it was cool to watch Wimbledon again. They have the electronics, you know, if the ball hits the line, you could challenge it. And they have like this micro camera that the ball, it's like, it's so clear that it's is in it on, Is it on the court? Like, is it on it, like court I don't level? Know how they, I don't know how they do it. All I know is they challenge and then the and television shows you, they show the ball and it's like, it's like watching a video game. It's like deadly accurate. That's why I think this baseball should go to it and they just might. deal with it. Um, they might actually, especially what happened to Giancarlo. But, uh, <laughs> so that was kind of cool to watch that. Um, and that's about it. Now, I got um, I got some stand-up shows coming up, uh, of course, here at Shea. Uh, I got two shows coming up. It's weird they're on the same weekend. I got a stand-up show on August 6th, which is on a Saturday uh, at 7 p.m. up in White Plains, New York. That's right. At the White Plains Pacific Art Center here. You're an uh, art I'm, center. I'm going to be on the, on the bill with uh, Mike Marino, who is oh. a great, great comedian. Mikey gets a ton of laughs. He was uh, kind enough to put me on his show. There's a couple other people on the show, and I forget their names, and uh, but that's okay. One of the girls looks hot on the show, so let's see how that goes. Not only will I bomb, I'll strike out on three pitches. Palumbo <laughs> <laughs> hit the chopper to second, fielded cleanly, fires across the diamond just like that's that. We got inning-ending double play. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper, this could be two. Whenever the annou- when I'm up and the announcer says this could be two, it's always two. It's always. And, uh, you ain't legging it out like you used to. Right. And whenever I make the turn at first, the outfielders don't make the throw. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They just they just do that flick lob in. He ain't going yeah, yeah. second. Yeah, he ain't going to second base. And when you, when you play softball, it seems like second base is so friggin' far away. It's like, ah, it's way over there. Anyway, so stand up August 6th, 7 p.m. You can go to www.com. Phonecall.com. Um, uh, www.wpac.com. Uh, with, uh, and go get tickets. It's Mike Marino. It'll say Mike Marino on the show. So it's Mike Marino's show. I'll probably be middling for him. And, uh, and that's it. Also, though, on August 7th, a Sunday night show, a rare Sunday night. I'm probably going up against the NBA Summer League um, <laughs> at 7 p.m. I'm, gonna, I'm so glad you're in agreement with me. On that. Some uh, people love it. Like, what do you no, mean you get to I, see? It's, it's more basketball. I'm like, no, it's not. It's, it's bad awful. basketball. It's That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, and we watch that all year. So why do I want to watch that? It's like, I think right. maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe like the Golden State fans, I really enjoy watching development. Like, you know. We're like no no we we we're deve- we watch we watch this. I watch eighty two games of development <laughs> yeah. basketball. Are you kidding? Like- I think the Knicks should play in. The- I think if the Knicks were in the summer league, they're starting. We wouldn't win it. No way. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like and the Timberwolves summer league team wants to talk it over here with a nine point bulge as the Knicks. Um, Everybody the makes the playoffs now. except the Knicks. <laughs> like I think between. Rule. 
between me and my brother, I could only name 30 players in the NBA anyway. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I was, was he still in the league? I, guys, right. I think, and when I have a name, when I ever have a name of a guy who played like 10 years ago and it's the same last name, I think it's the same guy. And so I like, you know, like somebody named Awful. Kyrie. I'm like, is that Kyrie? The guy with the Nets? Who is this guy? <laughs> Uh, anyway, so August 7th in Hoboken, New Jersey, a Sunday oh. at Willie McBride's. I'm sure you've been to that bar back in the day. I don't know if you were a Hoboken yeah. guy. Yeah, now I, got, I love how you get this gig. I got this gig. My nephew was out having a few beers with some guy. They started bullshitting. He's like, ah, oh, my uncle does comedy. He's like, well, I do a show here. Blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, the guy's calling me up. I'm booking the show. Oh, it's 7 cool. p.m. It's a pretty cool room in the back where the bands play. And uh, 7, p.m. Show, 7 p.m. show, so all my Hobokenites who are around, come check out the show. I'm actually headlining that one, whatever are that you? means. Yeah, That's I'm getting cool. involved here. I'm and you better I give guess. some uh, some some royalties to your nephew. I mean, you got I to the to gig. I have to throw him something. I hope he brings, you. he's got to bring, I told him, dude, you got to bring the house, bro. You know, come on, don't disappoint. But I know how the kids are like, I was out of shore all weekend, time I got right. home. I took a uh-huh. Like I would, in my in my heyday down the you shore, wouldn't see I, you. I, I you didn't make a scene. I, <laughs> I barely, I used to, we used to, when, when back in the day, we used to be like down the shore, we wake up in the morning, all I want to do is go home, do laundry, shower, <laughs> go into my room, turn the air conditioning on two hours before I get in the room and watch two innings of the Yankee Red Sox game at ESPN and fall asleep. And I did that for many years there. But, <laughs> so that's it. August 6th at 7 p.m. White Plains, New York at the White Plains Pacific Pacific White Plains Performing Arts Center dot com. Check it out. Check out my social media. I'll be posting stuff there. And August 7th, Sunday, Hoboken, two days in a row getting involved. Um, so that's that. Now, uh, what else? Uh, yes, here we go. Uh, this next segment, I just call them segments, I don't know, is sponsored by your friend and mine, Mike Caprio's CornholeLevel.com. That's right. Now, many of you have a cornhole board in your backyard. Maybe you left it out all winter long, forgot about it. Then you realize everything's warped, it's lousy, it's a mess, you don't know the angles, you don't know how to level it, but we got something for you here. For nineteen ninety five. CornholeLevel.com. It's an actual little gadget that you hook onto the board, and it totally levels your board up, down, to, fro, around, sideways. It's awesome. It's only nineteen ninety-five, and you get twenty percent off if you put in the code JP Show or Chop Sports. Either one gets you a big twenty percent off of the twenty-dollar item. You save two dollars, and um, it's a really cool gadget. I know you've seen the gadget, Dave, haven't you? Uh huh. Yeah, we got a custom-made It's pretty cool, one. isn't it? It's like, yeah. And listen, you, you can say it's a gag gift, which a little bit of it is, but it actually works. You might be the hero at a barbecue. You know, yes. like if, you, if, there, if there's some serious wagering going on with like your cornhole tournament and you're worried about it, like just go yeah. to the trusty, dusty cornhole there level. You go. Like, it's, you Co- got put it. the it's cornhole your, level. It's in your pocket also, already. Might as well, right? Yeah. Also, like if you if if you hate cornhole like I do, um, you can also have it in your pocket, and when these guys are playing, you just feel like embarrassing them because it's such a stupid, easy game. Give me 20 minutes, I'm as good as anyone at the barbecue. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it's just a fact. And I could say, hey, wait a minute, the reason why I can't play on these boards, they're not leveled officially, but mm-hmm. I have news for you. Guess if you what I have here next to my wallet. <laughs> right in here, I shove it in. It's, a, it's like a level, but it does everything. It works all different cornhole boards. It's small enough. You can take it anywhere. I mean, I just sometimes I go out to a nightclub and I bring my cornholelevel.com, you know, my little gadget there. Indoor, outdoor, perfect for barbecues here at Shea. You just drop it on the board and you level it and you go. That's it. Awesome thing. 
So please check that out and get your discount with JP Show or Chop Sports. And uh, Mike Caprio, the owner, is an old buddy of mine. He invented the whole thing. I know a guy who invented something. It's so great. I know. That's I pretty like, cool. Yeah, not that he's Thomas Edison. You nice know, guy, too. Him. Met him, too, at the barbecue. Yeah, he's a great guy. guy. Great guy. He's my second second baseman um, after Mitch Fishman. Got to mention that. And uh, so that's it. Go check that out. Now, the reason why, and Dave, you're not, you're not there yet. You're, you're just not there yet. I had to put together a bike from my, from my daughter. Now, you know, when the kids are younger, you're putting together some kind of baker oven or a little doll set, and you're up mm-hmm. till 4 o'clock in the morning calling your buddy in a, in a nightmare because you can't figure out how to do it, the directions. Some of the kids' toys you will put together someday, the directions oh. are written. No, that, that started already. Right, and uh, you need the, the tools they say you need, you don't need, the, the, the screws. Like every screw you get from now to the end of time, get a jar. Do this for me. Get a little <laughs> jar and throw all the screws in that you ever deal with. You get the extra ones, throw them in because there will be a time at around 1030 at night, you know, your wife's going to be like, hey, you got to put together. All right, all right, all right. And then you're all of a sudden like the screws don't fit or you, you put the, it says use the D level screws. You use the C already. Or the other day, It's a nightmare. So I had to put together now a regular bike. My daughter's 13. Uh, I ordered it. I, 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 beautiful. My daughter picked out the colors, right? Expensive bike, too. It's a, more of a, a cruiser, as they call them. Perfect for, like, down the shore here at Shade. And all of a sudden, I ordered it, and I realized that I'm like, wait a minute. What, what kind of box is this bike going to come in? So I called, I called the company frantic. I was like, hey, you're not sending me, like, a... Uh, uh, a box of like two, you know, like it, 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 you know, a little small little thing that'll be a nightmare. They go, no, it's seventy five percent put together. Okay, <laughs> this box, the size of my car, comes to the house. And there's all kinds <laughs> of things fall on the floor. I had to get the instructions out. Now, here's the weird thing: you set up a dollhouse, your kid can't really die setting up the dollhouse, right? When you're setting up a bike now, you say, hey, wait a minute. If I don't put the handlebars in right, like everything, everything seemed like a death trap to me. Like I'm going to kill my daughter. I was like, you know what I mean? I had to get, I I put the wine away. I poured myself a cup of coffee. I had to like shut the TV off. I'm all in now. And so I set it all up. It took me way longer than it should have. And uh, I brought it over to my daughter. Of course, didn't have air in it. I had to buy a pump, you know, pumping the thing (laughs) up. So it it looked beautiful. But then. My, my next door neighbor is like a bike expert. He has like 17 bikes in his garage. He, he bikes 100 miles on the weekend. So I sent him a text. I don't talk to him all that much, but I'm like, I was like, JJ, listen to me, man. You got to do me a favor. Like, I need someone to like a little, a little go over my, my, my masterpiece here because I can't, like, what if the brakes don't work or the pedals fly off? My, it's a death trap. Like so he, he totally did me right. He went around checking it. I made a couple of like little, he made some adjustments. The seat was on a little bit of a weird angle. He fixed that, but he he goes, Jimmy, I'm very proud of you. All the safety requirements were in place. I just did. He had to oil the chain. And even after he oiled it, he took like the rag underneath. So it wouldn't splash. Remember, you don't remember this. We were kids. You oiled it with your dad's like, my dad had this oil can in the garage, which was probably from the Wizard of Oz, and it, 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 like a gallon of oil would be all over your socks. It would spread. It would shoot all over the place, up your back and stuff. So he put the proper oil in. He used the rag and he wiped it down. It was like a perfect. Uh, so I took care of that and got it to her. But it was like a lot of pressure. I'm like, I can't. Now you have to put the bike on the car. To mm. tr- I got the I got the bike rack. I think. 98% of all bike racks fail and nobody talks about it. Like, <laughs> they tell you how to put it together, but when you put a bike on, you feel really good. Then when you're driving, the bikes bounce around. You're like, 
I'm on the parkway going down to my brother's showing house. What if this bike just blows off its shoes? You'll kill. You know, I saw this family of five going by me, and then they were behind me. I'm like, what if my, the bike that I just bought flies off and blows out this guy's station wagon looking thing? I'll be like, I'm going to kill a Does family. This, this it, is it, didn't, it didn't fit in like your back seat? No, no, you got then you got to keep on taking a tire off. That's too much pressure. But they have these <laughs> things. But I so I made him check it over, and he made one adjustment to that. So I got that go. So now I feel like I am safety approved for bike carrying world. And okay. the funny thing is, she'll probably use the bike three times when she's twenty seven. She'll throw it out and be like, "Oh, and my dad it. put this together," and she'll give it to some kid, and that'll be all over. But I hope she rides her bike because kids today they don't ride bikes anymore. And the reason is it's very dangerous. There's like cars zipping around. I had the helmet on. I wanted to wear like. I felt like I was in one of those Tron movies. I saw I saw somebody uh, rollerblading the other day, and I'm like, "This is still a thing. <laughs> like uh, people rollerblade still. Like this is I, crazy." Last I like, time I rollerbladed about seven seven years ago, I'm like, I, I, "I'll be dead if I do this every weekend. I'll be dead in three weeks. It's no good." The other annoying thing happened here at Shea at the Omni <laughs> apartment. Here, I get a letter. I, I get this casual email. Okay, now. Let's pretend, okay, yeah, you live in a house, okay? I live in an apartment mm-hmm. thing, okay? Let's, let's pretend that you, got a, you had sprinklers in your house, okay? And you got a random, it's a, it's a common email saying, Dear Dave, hey, we just found out that none of the sprinklers work in our entire complex, and they all have to be replaced. <laughs> now, think about, look at your house right now, look at the corner of each room and say, what if there was a sprinkler there and some jerk-off had to come and cut out the sheetrock, pull the thing out, well... I have stuff all over the place in my house. It's a mess. These guys come in. I was like a nervous wreck. I became my father all of a sudden. I was like, wait a minute, you're going to do a neat, neat job here, right? I don't want dust all over the place. <laughs> He's like, well, we try. There will be some dust. The poor guy. I was like standing over him like, you know. They did, But it was like, you have to move furniture. I had to move my bed over, my daughter's bed. I'm moving cabinets. I was like this. So then I thought it was all done. And the guy didn't put the pieces, like the sheetrock back. He's like, oh. You got to wait for the town to inspect it now. I was like, what is that going to happen? Like, I'm, living, I'm a mess here. He's like, they're coming Wednesday. Okay. Then what happens after Wednesday? Oh, well, if they approve it, then you gotta, we got to come back and put the sheetrock back over the thing. I was like, okay. I was like, what about the painting and spackling? He goes, oh, no, 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 no. Another guy handles that. Your landlord's going to handle that. I'm like, this is starting out. I mean... You know what? I don't know what's worse, watching the summer league or watching guys who <laughs> fix my sprinklers. It's just a nightmare. Uh, anyway, just frustrating. How's, how's, how's the wingspan on on the sprinkler? <laughs> That's it. The wingspan. That's nothing. And that, now you, I'm thinking to myself, like, what if the sprinkler? What? It's another bad thing. What if they the guy sets it up right and he does a shitty job, which is possible, right? And what if like three thirty in the morning, like the sprinklers just come on and I'm really tired? <laughs> I'm, I might. I know me. I'm gonna be like, you know what? I'm just gonna stay in my bed and get wet. I don't care. I'm, I'm gonna deal with it later. I'm just. I would. I'll be like Aquaman. I'm just gonna yeah. sprinkler in my face. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. So awful. Um, oh my god. But then I realized. Well, how long has the sprinklers been not working? And I'm on the third floor, so I'm convinced. There's, if there's a fire, I don't even. I'm, I told the fireman. I'm like, don't even come. There's a fire. I'll never get out. <laughs> Time I get up, I, I have trouble going to pee with perfect lighting. If I have to get out, get up in a fire. There's no, I'll be the guy. A 57 year old man did not make it out. I'll make sure my daughter gets out if she's here, and that's it. I, like my brother, he would totally get out and save everyone in me. I mean, and if I do get out, you're not going to hear. And Jimmy ran back in once I'm out. I'm like, ah, sorry, I'm out, bro. <laughs> no, no help shot. there. 
but I'm on the third floor. I'm thinking I got to jump out the window. I'm thinking about the severe ankle injury. <laughs> Three stories up. <laughs> How'd you hurt your ankle? I was a fire. I jumped out the window. I panicked. <laughs> Turns out someone was just overcooking shrimp scampi, and I jumped out the window. <laughs> so, anyway, something to think about when you next time you see a sprinkler. Like, I in will. Your, by the way, you have sprinklers at, at the studio there? No. I'm looking around, and I, no. Okay, good. Because yeah, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have sprinklers. We don't have internet. We you have nothing. Have internet. <laughs> it's only, only stuff that you added to the room is, is right. of value. Lights. But I was laughing. Lights. I said, what if you had sprinklers and only, somebody lights a fire downstairs, and next thing you know, all your equipment's rained on, right? We've got insurance, anyway. but yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, but they really got to go through all the different probably things. Probably not, like, no. you know? No. You know what? The insurance company went to deductible. You'll get $11 back. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> a beautiful check. They'll wire it to you right away. Anyway, so that's my craziness. Um, I'm also still watching the show Old Man. Who's in uh, that? John Lithgow and Jeff Bridges. It's about okay. uh, CIA agents and uh, going at it. Uh, Jeff Bridges is a badass. So is John Lithgow. Two great actors. It's totally worth it to watch. It's on FX. You probably stream it on Hulu. Totally worth it. Um, you know, it's a show you should just watch. The dialogue is really cool. And um, I actually did, with the, the young girl in it, I actually did a TV show with her a couple of years ago. I busted her ball. She looks better now. She was kind of a, a young girl. She was kind of different looking. And now she uh, she's like a fine-looking young woman. And um, she she's really good on it. It's a really cool show, very intense. A little bit like Ray Donovan, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, so if you like those kind of shows, it's something mm-hmm. for you. So I'm enjoying that. Um, like I said... That's the only show I stopped watching. Irma Vep. Uh, Better Call Saul is coming back on soon, which I can't wait for. You have, uh, you have, you obviously, uh, you obviously have Amazon Prime, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm watching something. You probably haven't looked at it yet. The guy who's in, I forget his name. This is a bad on me because I don't. He's in Jurassic Park. He's in all the Avengers movies. He's um, the hell's his name? I can't think of it off the top of my head. But anyway, What's the, name of- the Terminal List. It's oh, just- I've been. Here. It just came out. I watched. I heard about that. I, I watched about, about four, four or five episodes. Pretty intense stuff, man. Like if you if you're into like there was when I'm watching a show and I'm invested in it. If something happens where I'm like, I feel it in my core. Like if right, that right. ever happened, I'll like, check. I, would, I did hear that's a good show. So I will definitely, definitely check some, that out. It's definitely pretty pretty interesting. I'm not done with it yet, but I, I just started not too long ago. Right. You know what? You know, I I have like. I've watched so many good shows in the last couple of years. I get a little like I get weirded out when I don't really have like a Peaky Blinders, or a Breaking Bad, or a Better Call Saul, or a, a um, Game of Thrones. I need I need to be engaged in a good show. I really mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoy that. I actually like when they drop them once a week. The old man drops once a week because it. it, it Sometimes next thing you know, you're up at five o'clock in the morning watching these shows. It's it, it, and rules yeah. you. You're trying to just find out. I think they're going to go back to that more, not dropping them in one day. The last, the last one I just watched um, with John Cena. Actually, it was a superhero movie, uh, thing on HBO Max. I forget the name of that one too. Um, Peacemaker. Um, that was a weekly thing where they were dropping. You actually had to wait, like the good old days. Like you had to wait a week uh, instead of streaming the entire goddamn thing within like half a day. Um, right. and, w- and waste your entire Saturday watching a show. The, right. the, I think it's better for, Me too. for the viewer Me too. And, and just, like, keep you on edge and, like, can't wait till it comes back. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's one of my recent shows, too. Right. Peacemaker. Well, again, so well, I'll check out Terminal List, try to check out a little bit of Old Man. It's definitely – it's one of those shows, though, the first couple episodes you got to – they're slower moving because they're, they're building it, you know, so it's kind of cool. And I think that's going to be um, – well, I think the season finale is coming up Thursday, so we'll see what happens here. It's only six episodes, so it's not bad. 
but the episodes are longer, buck ten, buck fifteen. So yeah, I guess you, you were talking. We were talking in pre about Stranger Things, and like that last episode was like two and a half hours. Oh, <laughs> I was like, uh, like holy my shit! My daughter's watching it. It'll be it'll be nuts there. Um, so anyway, I'm actually uh, just found out I'll be going to the Greater Los Angeles area, going to L.A. August 11th through the 16th. Um, I don't know how to move my podcast around that week. I got a, a gig with my uh, buddy Mark DiCarlo. <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> I'll be doing some stand-up as well, and uh, uh, so that'll be pretty cool. I haven't been to L.A. in a while. Uh, I got. I have a meeting with my managers. I have a meeting with a voiceover agent. I have some stand-up to do, and I'm doing this uh, VOD. Make sure you. With- uh- Make sure you call John Sapanaro while you're out there. <laughs> I might. I might get, give him a call. If I know what he's – I haven't seen him in a thousand years. Yeah. Uh, how's his podcast going? Is he still going? Really good. Still, no, the Mets good. one The Mets one has really picked up a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. The Mets are hot. So, that, I mean, you know, that's, 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 it's new to them. Yankee right. podcast. Right, right, right. We always exactly. Did. That's why we didn't do it. <laughs> that's it. And you don't have a Nick podcast, do you? No, God, no. <laughs> you know what? You know what it should be. You know what you do. Let's me and you do a Nick podcast, and all it is is all it is is room noise. <laughs> and then, and then what we'll do is episode two. They still haven't fixed that drip. Yeah, it's it. just gonna be. And then, like, I'll walk by with my Ewing jersey, and then you walk by. Just walk by the camera. It'll be live video on YouTube, and that's it. We just wave like this, or uh, or pick yeah. or put the camera. Of you putting your kids to sleep watching the NBA Summer League. <laughs> That's the Nick podcast. And all you hear in the background is like, you just hear like you just hear the noise of the players. Right. That's all you want. Stella uh, crying and shit. That's it. It'd be great. And our new, I bet we get like a million downloads just for that. Oh, yeah. Shitty yeah. Nick podcast. That's it. Anyway, that's the name of it. So that's it. I'm going to L.A. 11th through the 16th. That ought to be fun. Got some stand-up shows. August 6th in White Plains. August 7th in Hoboken. Um... And that's it. I want to thank you, Dave, for doing the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we got everything in. Um, you guys are doing a great job, as always, on your Chop Sports Daily. I really like what you're doing with the visuals. It looks really good. Hopefully, you'll solve your internet thing, I hope. And um, you got to start talking to your landlord about that. That's got, you I mean, the, the problem is he's he's a little bit of an older gentleman. He's probably even older than you. And you talk to him, it's like talking to him <laughs> in a third. Then. No, I'm just saying. like It's, like, it's just like a, a foreign language when you try to explain to him like the deal. Like, hey, man. Uh, have you ever had issues before? No, never before. You know, like, do you need access to the basement? I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, dude, I don't know at this point. You know, we've had technicians in here, in and out of this building, and they're always just like, oh, it's your wire up here. It looks like, you know, that's a flat wire. You need a circle wire. So we got the circle wire. Still same thing. And they're like, oh, well, the circle wire is no good. That's so 2022. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's the year we're in. Uh, it's just a, it's a mess. What about your modem? Can you try to buy the that's, bandit? That's, that's what I think that's the next step. Me and Gooch got to uh, – Get ourselves a, a better modem because right now we're working with the uh, the quote stock modem with the optimum gives you. So if we get a little bit of a badass modem, then maybe that'll help. But it's like, dude, at some can point, can you can you hire like an a hire uh, get an AV guy in there who knows that world a little bit and just charge I mean, them, I actually got a couple it's, of bucks. It's funny, believe it or not, I'm having issues of optimum at my house now. So it's like my uh, wife finally had somebody come to the house, and he seemed to be like more of a independent contractor rather than an employee of optimum so like he actually walked her through a couple steps but like i'm like i'm gonna call that guy to have him come down here and walk me because this is it's getting ridiculous at this point you know like we had like this you know we recorded for 55 minutes with no no interruptions or anything like that but like i had my intern nick um during the live show i said every time the status bar that shows that we're having some connection issues pops up let me know right down the timestamp. Happened three times in an hour. Like that right. shouldn't happen. 
Should we're paying happened. way too much money for it not to work, you know. So, well, and if the signal's bad to the building, the modem's not going to help. But That's, maybe, it, maybe, maybe it's a modem issue. Anyway, anyway. Um, yes, tech issues here as going on, and the in the young, youthful <laughs> chop sports and the Jimmy Blow show. By. <laughs> brought to you by. You know what I mean? You know what? I, somehow, of course, Dolan used to own Cablevision, so I, it, it's really you know what it is. I think your internet's a Nick issue. I really do. They Could hire be. they Could hire be. Nick fans are, are running your internet, and they stink. Anyway, all right, that's my show. We'll see you guys next week with a very special guest. Where have you come from? Where have you gone?